in the first epistle of John. Chapter 5 is just one verse. I'm going to really focus on the beginning of that one verse. It said, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. The word faith there is the same word, I say, it's the word pistis in the Koine Greek, and, and it also means uh, believe. Only believe, all things are possible, only believe. Jesus spent three years uh, teaching his disciples before he went to be with the Father. And during that time, he was teaching them to believe for the impossible. Are you willing to believe for the impossible? Are you willing to just accept status quo? Oh, he'll never be that way. I think of my grandmother. Uh, my grandfather uh, was one. The only thing he did on Sunday is cook. The, she put the chicken in the oven, and he'd make sure the time, when the bell went off that he took it out. That was his Sunday duty. Other than that, going for a ride maybe on Sunday afternoon. But he never served the Lord, and she used to pray and pray and pray over the years uh, for him. And do you know when he passed, he was one of the most faithful members of our church. And you know something? You never give up. Always pray. God, I know that you're able to do the impossible. You see, never give up on your family, no matter what you see. No matter how bad it might look. No matter when you feel like you want to give up because you're mad at them. The fact of it is, is that we never give up. I believe that God can do anything this morning. I believe that he can save uh, the souls of people this morning. We prayed for my mother-in-law for many years, but I prayed for my mother for many years. When I received my honorary doctorate here uh, at Harvest Hills Church, she never came. She would do nothing to come to church. She had a lot of anger, a lot of disappointment. A lot of people have anger for the church. They have disappointment because my father died and left her with five children. I'm sure she was thinking in her heart, how could a loving God leave me in such a lurch? Have we ever not felt that way sometime? And, and, but there are many people out there that feel like that. Why did I have to go through this? Why did I, I leave, uh, lose this child? Why uh, did these things happen? We need to be patient with them. We know they're hurting, but we pray for them that God will reveal the truth to them that we have a devil, we have an adversary. He's the killer. He's the thief. He's the destroyer. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and to have it more abundantly. But people's minds get twisted uh, and, and sometimes for years until we continue to pray for them and we continue to pray. Today, my mom, of course, she's not here this morning, but she is a faithful member of Harvest Hills Church. Isn't that wonderful? You can't give up. You've got to keep praying. You've got to keep believing. As, as people, um, even if they seem like the hardest one. Father, we believe that all things are possible. You know, it, it, it reminds me, you know, of, of the victory of defeat. Or, or should I say victory or defeat. And, and, and so often there are things that seem like they're defeats. But it's only a defeat if you leave it that way. You see what I'm saying? 
as long as I can get up. You see, the boxer that boxes, and he's knocked out. He lays on the canvas. He's defeated if he stays there for the full count. But if you get up again, there's still hope. I mean, no, we need to get up again. We need to believe God. I think of the boxer uh, one time. He was in the ring, and, and uh, you know, and, and he'd come back to his corner, and his nose was buddy and everything, and, and, and the coach comes, oh, no, he's not hardly hitting you. You know, everything is wonderful. Uh, you know, have you ever heard those things? Oh, it's all wonderful. It's all this. It's all that. And th- those things don't necessarily help. And the box is sitting there, his arms hanging, and his face bloody. And he says to the coach, said, you better keep an eye on the referee because somebody's hitting me. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? You know, sometimes we can just, oh, it's all going to be all right. And, and, and there are times we just need to be quiet. You know that? You can't fix everything. Sometimes people will bring issues to you, and they're not looking for an answer. They're just wanting someone to hear. I'm going through a hard time. You know, and, and, and sometimes the worst thing you can do is throw a scripture at them. Because sometimes that can be insulting. So we ask God for wisdom. Lord, when do I sit silent? When do I listen? I, I think of the, the Job, all the things he was going through. He had three friends that came to supposedly encourage him. But you know what they did in the end? Oh, surely, you've sinned something. You've done something. And they began to accuse him. When, when you know what? It would have been better to have been quiet and sat there and prayed and believe God uh, for them. But I want to talk about the victory. Uh, uh, to live in victory, we must think vict- victoriously. We must think victoriously. How do we think victoriously? Is we have to read the Word of God. One of the things that I was sharing with the men last night there, I said, who is, what, who is the Word of God? Of course, I took them to John 1, 1. Uh, in the beginning was the Word. The Word is with God, right? Um, we need to realize that the Word of God is the only thing that can give us the strength and the hope. There's a lot of prosperity uh, uh, teachings. There's a lot of uh, um, other things. But I'm going to tell you right now, without the Word of God, we will not prevail. But through the Word of God, we will prevail. In Proverbs 23, 7, is for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know what the devil wants to do? He wants you to begin to think on the negative. You know, and I know that when a person gets into that mood, uh, I'm just thinking, then you try to say something, and they want to bite you because, you know, because what they're thinking, what they're thinking is it has rationality. I mean, it has merit. But is it doing anything for you? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's, it's easy to think negatively about a situation. And that's why he penned here, as a man thinketh, so is he. If you think you're drowning, guess what? You're drowning. If you think you're failing, guess what? You're failing. If you think you are a failure, guess what? You are a failure. But what we realize is, is if I think, that I am more than a conqueror. Now, how do I think that I'm more than a conqueror? Because the Word tells me I am. Wonderful. 
You see what I'm saying? The Word will tell you who you are if you'll read the Word. If you'll get into the Word. If you will say, Lord, I believe your Word. What is the Word? The Word is God. And the Bible said it was, it was given by inspiration of God. And the word inspiration, it was God breathed into the hearts of men who penned it down as they heard it from the Holy Spirit. See, gloom will breed failure. Every one of us have the capability of living in depression. You know what depression is? It's anger turned inward. It's when you're disappointed or you're angry because life didn't come out the way you wanted it to. I'm going to tell you, life will always come out a different way than you think. I remember many years ago, God said, he said that I would preach to thousands. And I was excited about that. And I didn't know it was going to be on the radio in the back room because we was in Africa. I had radio uh, programs all over the East Coast. And, and I was preaching. And, and, you know, I'd rather seen them. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it doesn't always come out the way we think we, we have ways of thinking you know how grand oh when I get married how wonderful and it is wonderful uh, but you know what I found out she has a will right she has a will I went to, there's nothing more difficult than two wills living together at times it's also joyous it's also wonderful but it can be very difficult because I try to tell her how to do things. <laughs> and so for some reason, she sees things differently. So what we realize in that is that, yeah, there are difficulties. There's difficulties in marriage. There's difficulties in any relationship with our children. You know, I dreamed, uh, uh, you know, my son was going to, we're going to go into business and do things together. And, and it hasn't happened. In fact, he doesn't think like me. Sometimes I think he thinks I'm weird. But the fact of it is, as we realize, even in that, you know what? There are disappointments. Maybe this Christmas you open a present and you didn't get what you wanted. I, I tell you this, though, there's nothing I really want. If I opened up a box of candy, I'd be happier than anything else. Because <laughs> then I can eat it. <laughs> Without guilt. <laughs> But the thing that we realize in life is that there are disappointments. But are we going to live in them? Are we going to let the disappointment dictate to us who we are? Are we going to, uh, you know, uh, wallow in that until we begin to drown? Oh, Lord, help us. In 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven, it said, But thanks be to God that giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. My victory comes from the Lord, not from my children, not from my wife. And I think that's why there are so many divorces today, is that, is that we lean on each other for the, for the hope. It can't come. My wife cannot give me what only God can give me. And if I try to extract that out of her, it will bring disappointment. And I think that's why there's a lot of divorces in the world today, because we expect more than we really should. Because we can't get joy 
from those around us. We need to get our joy from the Lord. Amen. And people will disappoint you. Your children will disappoint you. There'll be times when you're going to feel like nobody loves me. This I know. For they've all told me so. (laughs) And you have to just cope with that. Amen. And say, well, you know what? I thank God that I know the Word because the Word told me who I am. I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, my Lord. You see, the old saying goes that you are what you eat. Well, the same is true of our lives. If, we, if you are defeated in your thought life with negative thought of failure, then you will never win. i got to get up every morning, and I've got to say, in the name of Jesus, I have the victory. I heard some pretty bad news. I'm going to tell you, this next year, let, be prepared. There's a global group that are meeting, actually, now that want to take over your life. Schwab says this. He said, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. We, we realize that these globals, I think of Elon Musk, and I, I, my hat goes out to him because he's a billionaire, and he could very well be with that club. But almost like Moses, he's decided to suffer with us rather than to be with them. And he said, what gives you elites the right, these oligarchs, he said, the right, without election, to know what's best for us. Well, that's what's going on in the world. Get get used to it. The Bible says in the last days there will be a one-world government that will come to pass. And the Antichrist will will roll out of that. It's not that time yet, but it's coming. We're, We're beginning to see all these things. But you know what? We need to look to Jesus. We need to know that God can can cause us to walk on the water like he did Peter. If we would look to him and not to the circumstances that are beneath our feet. But if we put our mind into victory and hope, we will always win. In Romans 15 and 13 it says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. You see, when the enemy does everything he can and we just begin to praise the Lord, he's defeated. But we can choose him to be defeated if we will choose Jesus Christ over the circumstances that we may be facing today. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We have hope. I don't want to fall into the hands of a doctor without hope. I don't want to fall into the hands of a lawyer without hope. I don't want to fall into the hands of a minister without hope. In Psalms 71, 14, But I will hope continually, and I will yet praise thee more and more. I watched my grandmother. She suffered so much. Uh, she had two children that were both mentally ill. My dad was one of them. In fact, he died uh, at a very, very young age. 
And my grandmother really suffered a lot in her life, but I will tell you, every Saturday morning she'd open the windows and put on her record player, and she would play the Gaithers or, or some other thing, and, and she would walk. You could hear her shouting, and it used to embarrass me because my cousin stuff lived all around, and I'd say, Grammy, shut the windows. No, she would lift them up, and she would praise the Lord. You see, it takes determination to finish this race. It takes determination for you to finish this race. You see, you've got to realize as the prodigal's father was faithful, he became the lighthouse for the son. We can't give up because we see people give up. We need to be steadfast, unmovable. And how do we do that? Fill your life with the Word of God. See, we serve the God of hope. Not the God of defeat. Not the God of pessimism. Not the God of disillusion. We have hope and beyond. We have blessed assurance. I think of Psalms uh, 90, 81. It says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. We look at the Christmas past, and we see a baby that was born in a manger. He was yet to suffer many great things. But I'm going to tell you, the victory had already been wrought. It had already been wrought in heaven. When he said, let us make man in our image, he knew that Adam would fall, because God knows everything. And he already had a remedy. You know what the remedy was? His son, Jesus Christ, said, Dad, I will go down and I will die. I will pay the penalty for them that they might be like us and be one of us. You see, God wanted a family. But he knew that nothing, that what he created as a human would not be strong enough by itself to make it through. But yet he made provision. And, you know, we look at Christmas past, and I'll tell you this right now, that God has already won the victory. The end of the book has already been told. And we can put our trust in that in Jesus' name. I think of Jehoshaphat in, in chapter uh um, in Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 20, it said, And they arose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall ye prosper. They were going out against an innumerable amount of, of, uh, of foe or enemy. But this is what Joshua said, believe. Believe that you will overcome. Believe that you will. Do we believe today that we are more than conquered through Jesus Christ? Our Lord, I think of Paul and Silas. I think I mentioned him last week in Acts 16 and 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Isn't that wonderful? You see, that's what the world needs to hear. They need to hear our praise. They need to hear our shout of victory. They need to know that we serve a living God, a God that is able this morning, and He is great. 
I think of John in Revelation 1 and 10. It says, I was in the spirit of the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. When did he have this revelation? When he was imprisoned on the Isle of Patmos. Can you imagine? Some of us say, it's over now. Oh, this is terrible. No, he had a right attitude. He believed in God, and God gave him great revelation so that he wrote the book of Revelation as God had given it to him. Where? In captivity. Some of your greatest writings can be in captivity. If your mind is made up to be determined, amen, in in, in your, your, your greatest... Uh, uh, um, disappointments. Paul wrote most every epistle under the lock and key of a Roman guard. He wrote, wrote most of his epistles. I can see Timothy. Timothy was going through a very difficult time as a pastor. In fact, he was worried for his life. And he wrote to Paul in discouragement. And here Paul was about to be beheaded, and, and, and yet he's encouraging Timothy. <laughs> the thing you need to understand and realize is that we can be at victory if we choose because the Word says we are. I believe the Word of God. The Bible said, let every man be a liar and let God's Word be true. When your emotions betray you, Bring them into alignment with the very Word of God. And that doesn't... Can I say this right now? I, I'm not here to, to, uh, to, to poke at anybody. I myself go through difficult situations. But I have to say, Bob, it's time to get up. It's time to wash your face. It's time to comb your hair. I mean, you ever, you ever been in a state of depression where you didn't even want to take a shower? You just sat there, and I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go out. I don't want to see anything. We all have those days. But we've got to get up. We've got to be determined. Amen. Uh, that we're going to put one foot in front of another. See, praise builds our faith. Praise puts our faith into action. The building of our faith pleases God. It excites God when we trust Him. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He's a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. Hallelujah! Praising God in the midst of our trials is like saying, God, you are my source of strength. And through the storm, rise the winds. Uh, and rise the winds, I will put my trust in you. Well, we've been through a pretty bad windstorm. In fact, we've got missing shingles again. Two times this year. Uh, we've got to come against that in Jesus' name. But the thing that we have to realize is through the howling wind, through all of the storms, we can make a choice to be a people of joy. See, praise brings power of heaven to our aid. In 2 Samuel 22, 6, said, The sorrow of hell compasseth about me. The snares of death, they prevent me. But he goes on, in my... Uh, distress I call upon the Lord and cried to my God and uh, let me get the page here and he did hear my voice 
out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. And then in Second Samuel uh, 22, 8, is it, And then the earth shook and trembled, for it heard God. See, we've got to realize the Bible said, If you have faith as a great mustard seed, you shall send to this mountain, move thou hither, and it shall be. Now, what is that mountain? He wasn't talking about the white mountains. He was talking about the mountain in your face and right now in your life. He's acknowledging that, yes, it's a mountain. I don't want to belittle it. I don't want to belittle what you're going through. You know, if you stub your toe, you can say, well, I don't care what you do down there because he's going to haunt you. You hear what I'm saying? When one part of the body hurts, the whole body hurts. God's not dismissing your pain or your hurt. But he's saying that you can overcome it through the power of Jesus Christ. We have to fight. The Bible says, he that endures to the end. What does that word endure mean? You're going to endure things. I'm going to endure things. I believe in this year. And, and, and I want you to know the Lord is with us. But we're going to see some pretty crazy stuff. You think this uh, ballot decision in Maine is crazy. These globalists are not going to lay down and just cross their fingers and wait. They're going to come out with a fury. They're going to come out with things you've never heard of. But what you need to do is say, whatever they do, I know my Lord is able. I am the light of the world. He said, hiding under a bushel. No, let it shine. Let it shine for Jesus. Let us, let us be there. You see, that's what you're going to see. The devil will do any and everything to discourage you. I've been there myself. We all have these things. I, I am human as well as you. But the thing we need to realize is through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I've learned to, to depend upon him. You see, to live in victory, you must get your eyes off of the circumstance because you look at the circumstance and some and they say well i'll tell you that's what i see well that's why you're you've got to lift those eyes just a little bit more you know when drivers education i know dan's gone gone through a lot of that especially with my motorcycle uh, this is what they taught you they said if you are driving a motorcycle and you pull into your driveway and you look at the at the at the at the driveway he said, you will always end up where you're looking. Now, this is just normal. You see what I mean? You look a certain way, and before you know it, you're going you're you're to run into it. That's the same way in the spiritual world. Where you look is where you'll go. And I want to go with Jesus. How about you? I want to stand. I think of another thing that John said while he was on the Isle of Pemmes, left to die on that forbidden island he said I looked up and saw and I saw the new Jerusalem I saw her clothed as the bride coming out of heaven and I saw him and I saw his countenance and, and what a glorious thing that is you see where was, where was John's eyes they were heavenly I trust in you Lord I trust in you through it all. 
I think of the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. In John 5, 3, it says, In, in these lay a great uh, multitude of folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And then it says, For the angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, uh, after the water was troubled, entered in, was made whole um, of whatever disease that he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lay... And he knew that he had that he had been now a long time uh, in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Is that what God's saying to you and me today? You're going through a difficult we know what God is saying. Will you be made whole? And you know what? Unfortunately there are people who said, No. I have a right to my misery. Is it doing you any good? Is it doing you any good? You know what I'm saying? Well, just leave me alone. I, I want to I, I bask in this for a little while. Let me tell you something. It will never satisfy. It will only rob you. And here we find, uh, he said, And when Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he'd been there a long time. In that case, and saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And what did the impotent man say? He answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step down before me. You ever feel like everybody getting ahead of you? Ever feel like you, you chose the shortest line and they're having trouble and you find out that it actually becomes longer wait than if you'd gone in the long line? Have you ever felt like everything's coming against you? You ever feel like, why? It's like I've got a target on my back. And that's what this man is saying. He said, you know something? Oh, I know when the angel comes, but I never get there in time. I'm just not like uh, the other uh, people. But he says, uh, and Jesus saith unto him, rise and take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and he took up his bed and he walked. Wow. You see, this is a simple message, but yet it's complex. Because the, what makes it complex is your situation. Because in, in everyone, ever, ever has said, well, you've never heard my story. You try to encourage someone, well, you've never heard what I've been through. I'm going to tell you this right now. We've all been through things. The fact that I was born. I've been through things. I remember uh, some time ago, I was witnessing on the street, and a young man came to me and said, yeah, he said, you were born in a suit. Me, I was born this way and that way. I said, you don't know my life. You don't know the disappointments that I've suffered and the pains that I've gone through or the addictions that I've had to overcome through the power of Jesus. You don't know those things. But you see, and, and people are isolated by the devil to think. That what they're going through was worse than what anybody else is going through. And I'm going to tell you, it's a lie of the enemy. The Bible said immediately, the man was made whole, and he took up his bed, and he walked. You see how easy it is? Trust in the Lord. 
he will rise you from that place. He'll rise you from that bed. He will keep you from that, from that state because that's what he's come to do. You see, the men facing, uh, focusing on the circumstance have no men to help them. Uh, get our eyes off the circumstance and get your eyes on Christ. Sometimes attacks come and they are so heavy that they overwhelm us and it is hard not to focus on the problem that we are dealing with when you are faced with loss in your life it is difficulty to stay focused it may be the loss of health it may be the loss of a loved one it may be the loss of a possession or possessions it's difficult when you go through things like that somebody that's been robbed Maybe in their home when they weren't there and there was a home invasion. They feel, they feel violated. They feel insecure. They feel the, the place of security. Or, or maybe it is a health situation. Maybe you've been given a diagnosis that your health isn't what it should be. Or someone in your family's health isn't what it should be. See, those things can really weigh on us. They can really weigh on us. And we need to understand that. But the fact of it is, is that are we going to focus on the problem or are we going to focus on the solution the solution is always in Jesus to live in victory we must never accept defeat too many Christians are under attack and, and they give up and they give up they want to just sit down and not move God has told us heaven done all to stand what stand therefore through the power of Jesus Christ Encourage yourself in the Lord. That's what David did. David lost his whole kingdom to his son who was rebellious. His son made a disgrace of him. In fact, he was so down about it when somebody threw a rock at him. Joab went to kill the man that threw a rock at him. And he said, leave the man alone. He said, I probably deserve it. You ever feel like you have in those days? David did. But you know, he didn't stay there. The Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And that really is our responsibility. To, to, nobody else can, can do that for you. I mean, they can, they can try to uh, uh, coach you, but it's really the decision is yours. It is really yours. You see, they think that if, that if I don't, uh, do anything maybe the devil won't notice me I want you to know he will uh, and, and that he'll leave you alone but I'm telling you he won't leave you alone and when you are defeated uh, we need to realize that that Satan then will win some folks are sitting in you know in a pew or haven't uh, and haven't done anything you know um, to, to get up and to trust God to stretch their life forward. I think of the ten lepers. You know, here we find that Israel had become so, or Jerusalem had become so surrounded. And that was one of the tactics of the enemy, uh, is to surround a city. Not to, not to go against it, but to wait them out. Because they knew that their supplies would eventually dissipate. And then they would be hungry and they would starve. Sometimes that's the way the devil encircles us. He encircles us in such a way. But I think of the lepers. There were ten lepers. And the Bible said that these lepers sat there and said, Well, if we go into the camp of our enemy, 
They may feed us or they may kill us. But why sit we here and die? We, we sit here, we know we're going to die. Right? So what happened was is they decided to take to muster up the courage to go out against the camp of the enemy. And when they got there, the enemy, the, the camps were deserted. We remember the story. And they had all they could eat. God had supplied them because why? They got up and, de and were determined they were not going to just sit there and die. And they even brought good word back to the, to the king of, of uh, uh, Judah that, you know what? There's plenty to eat. And, and, you know, that's the way the Lord is. Are we willing? Will we sit here and die? Or will we stand up? and make a difference and that's what we have a choice to do see we have a choice where we can look at what we see and judge ourselves by what we see or we can look at heaven and allow heaven to determine who we are amen thank you lord thank you jesus i'm going to skip through uh, some of this here um, but we have to ask ourselves can we live in victory, or will we? Or do we want to remain in defeat? Was, the, was 2023 a year of victory? It was for me. Was it for this nation? Maybe not. For this world? Probably not. But I am determined. I've made up my mind. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to stand on the promises of Jesus Christ. I'm going to take opportunity to go to a, to, to a, a sheltered by Jesus up on 100 Pine Street with 20 or 30 men that, 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 are, that are broken and to the end of their life, to the place where they have nowhere to go and no way to get food, and they're there to tell them about Jesus, to tell them about the hope and what God can do. How that God can reach you down and he can touch them in their infirmity. How that God did it in my life and he can do it in their life. Isn't that wonderful? I am determined I will serve the Lord. I will get on the radios at WBCI and I will shout the victory. I will let them know that Jesus is on the throne today. And that flipping a, a pancake. Uh, uh, you know, Lord, what have we in the house? Have we not heard those sermons? What have you in the house? I told you before, there was a man that used to come, and he said, you'll notice I don't put anything in the offering, but he said, I want you to know this one thing. He said, he said my not lucky megabucks number's coming. And he said, and when I win it, he said, you're going to be first. God doesn't want what you don't have. He said, what have you in the house? What is it that you have that you can share? And you know something? We took and bought a little uh, uh, well, I should say Dale bought a, a griddle at, um, at Cabela's, and, and he had a bunch of blueberries, and we got some of the, uh, the, the pancake mix and mix of the blueberries. He said, we can do this. I think of a prisoner in Vietnam. And, and, and one of the things that they would do with their prisoners when they were in Vietnam is that they would try to psychologically break them. And they asked this one man who went through the, the camps there. And after the Americans were able to rescue him, they said to him, when other people had lost their minds, they said, how did you keep your mind? He said, well, he said, I'd leave the, the, the faucet dripping. He said, then I know I was costing them something. 
In other words, he continued to remember who the enemy was. It may have been a little thing, but it kept his mind. It kept his mind focused on what side he was on. It kept his mind. I'm going to tell you this right now. Will you determine? Have you made up your mind? Are you going to keep your faculties? Are you going to say, Lord, I am for you and I am with you? Lord, I may not have much, but such as I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus. See, that's what God, that's going to be the determination that will get us through this next year. And if the Lord come before then, that's fine. I want to be with him. But as long as there's a work for me to do here, I need to be faithful to that work. It may seem meager. It may not be as big or grandeur as I would envision it, but it is the work of the Lord. So we need to do this. And if you'd stand with me, please, this morning. The Bible said, For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart, for he knoweth all things. In Romans 8, 31, What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You see, the Bible says, If God so clothed the, the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? He's with you this morning. He's with us this morning. And we just need to be determined. I don't know what this year may hold, but I know who holds this year. And I know this one thing. My hope is in Jesus Christ. We may see some pretty dark things, but Jesus said, I'll never leave you and forsake you. He said, I am with you always, even to the end. Will you trust him today? Will you determine in your mind that I'm going to serve the Lord? God loves you this morning, and I love you as well, and that God would be with you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.